Welcome, everyone, to episode 346 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. And I'm Will. Uh, just us two tonight. No no Eric. Uh, and obviously no Corey, who is currently still on unpaid leave. Uh, unpaid unpaid probation? Uh, I think he's, what, booted for sexual allegations? That's right, yeah, but... we. I, Unpa- it's unpaid and whatever kind of leave he was put on uh, <laughs> it's not, pay- not unpaid so no, We're no not- return timetable for him yet yeah no he is uh will be back when he can clean up his behavior yes absolutely uh so our main topic for today is going to be into the breach now into the breach is the latest game from the creators of ftl uh so i'll be talking about that will i don't know if you played it at all no, so I really, really wanted to play it, but the only thing that I did play this week was only like an hour and a half of Final Fantasy 15 on PC. Mm-hmm. So I honestly like it's going to be something that I might play maybe tonight uh, or tomorrow or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's going to be our main topic uh, for teasers for later on in the episode. We are going to be talking about the mo- the re- most recent Nintendo Direct that was oh. earlier this afternoon. Um, that I ended up having to watch on my phone on 4G LTE because my internet was down the entire afternoon. Uh, thankfully, it came back in time for us to do this episode, but apparently there was a uh, fiber optic cable damaged nearby, which caused the internet in the area to go out for a while. Uh, I spent all afternoon trying to fix it, so my notes aren't as complete as they usually are either, uh, which is kind of annoying, but... What can you do? So that'll yeah. be teased later on. And also, like Will said, we are going to be talking about the PC version of Final Fantasy 15 later on in the episode during what we played. So, because I played probably three and a half hours of that so far. Okay. So a decent amount. I'm actually so. really excited to hear what you think because you didn't play it on that first go around. So. No, I did not. This is my, it's a fresh experience for me. It's my first, first time dipping my toes into Final mm-hmm. Fantasy 15. I real quick. I was reading comments on the internet, like on the Final Fantasy subreddit. Subreddit. I wanted to fight everybody who was hating on that game. I was getting so mad. What were they hating on it about? Yeah, I mean, we'll get into it more when we talk about it. But like, they were mad that it wasn't complete, which you could argue it wasn't. But I thought it was fine. Uh, I thought it was complete enough for me. It's just like the things they complain about. It's, just yeah. like, it's the same thing like the people who complain that Dante changes hair in Devil May Cry. Right, right. Nitpicky stuff. Yeah, like it's not a bad game no matter how you slice it. You're just being stubborn. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's get into uh, into the breach. Uh, as I said, the thing that brought this game to my attention, uh, in addition to the the games media loving on it. Uh, was it IGN that gave it a perfect score? Someone gave it a perfect score. Might have been GameStop. Might have been. I can IGN. check really quick. Uh, reviewed really well, but the the fact that it was made by Subset Games, who are the creators of FTL, which uh, was one of one of our 
podcast favorite favorite you know kind of tactic strategy games so that's kind of what brought it to my attention i actually was only vaguely aware that this game even existed until it like came out i feel like i had heard about it and what that the subset games was was doing something else but that was it like it never kind of never made it into my conscious really conscience really so i'm seeing a lot of the like very reputable sites giving it a nine out of ten like i i mean depending on what you think of ign but ign give it a nine out of ten um GameSpot nine out of ten destructoid just put their review today i think and it was eight out of ten yeah pc gamers 93 out of 100 um so yeah no i reviewed very very well game informers 9.3 out of 10 game planet was the 10 out of 10 i don't very know i don't know very much about game planet so okay yeah so it reviewed really well like i said games media was was loving on it so that's kind of what what made me aware of it uh, but what it is, it's a, it's a it's a tactics game where you control a team of three different mechs. Uh, the mechs have pilots. They all have their own their own special abilities. Depending on which team you decide to choose, uh, the the starter team is is mostly what I used in in the game. Um, it's a like a kind of a melee mech, and then a tank mech, and then one that's like an artillery mech, which shoots uh, like almost like mortar shots high up in the air. Uh, and your primary goal is to repel the invading Vec and while simultaneously protecting civilian buildings, uh, which are your source of power. So any damage that gets done to uh, the civilian buildings in, in the battle is is permanent. Well, not kind of permanent, I guess. It's it's um, something you know something something you have to try to avoid because if you if you run out of your power grid, then the invading Vec have uh full access to to destroy you so and that's what that's when the game ends it's kind of the the roguelike thing so yeah that's your excuse me that's your that's your that's your primary goal so uh the when when you when you're in a battle uh the interesting thing about this game is that okay so the opposing the opposing side the aliens the vec will attack first so what they do is they move around the map and they telegraph like where they're attacking uh so you know they, they all have depending on what kind of alien it is it has different hit points uh, it has different areas of attacks it has different ways of attack some are, are melee range so they'll only attack the one square next to them some shoot things which will go you know across the whole map uh, and hit whatever whatever it runs into first okay uh, so like i said you have you have to protect your civilian buildings but the, each mission also has like a uh, we'll have like a side quest, which will give you something. Some sometimes you can get stars, which you use to to buy stuff after you finish off an island. A series of of battles. You also get, uh, I believe they're called core reactors, which you can use to upgrade your mechs. Uh, and it says what you're going to get before you even do the battle. You can also recover some of your power that you lose from your from your power grid uh, if you choose the little lightning bolt ones on your for your rewards on your on your island uh, that you're doing. So yeah, uh, so yeah, the the enemies will will say where you're going to attack, and then your team goes second, and your goal is to either destroy the the vec that's that's uh, going to attack the buildings or attack your objective or whatever what have you, uh, or you can uh, push them out of the way. So like the melee mech, if you run up to it and punch an enemy bug, it'll move it. So you try to move it out of the way. And it's almost like chess in the way that works because, uh, you know, like like a, a knight, you know, has the L-shaped thing that it moves. That That's the way it attacks. And it's almost like that. 
<coughs> and you have that? to make sure every turn that you're uh, doing your best to either not get your your max hit or not get your buildings hit. I was going to ask: Is this sort of like a mix of like a a chess, a tower defense, and like a Final Fantasy tactics sort of? Yeah, that's a good that's a good way to put it. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's really really simple to learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I picked up the game probably. Within half an hour, I had a pretty good idea of what the game... I've certainly learned things after that, but I got the basics down after about half an hour of, of playing the game. It does a great job of walking you through uh, everything and figuring it, out the figuring out the figuring all the systems. This actually brings me to my next question. Is yeah. it easier to pick up than faster than light? I know this game is also very hard from what I've read, that it gets pretty difficult, but is it an easier pick up to play and learn than faster than light? I think so, yeah. Uh, as I said, it, it's one of those simple to learn, lifetime to master games. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, like I said, probably half an hour tops is is what it took me to 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 un- understand the game, and uh, it's it's very very simple uh, in in concept. So, okay, uh, yeah, it's divided up into four different islands too. Uh, as you beat an island, you are allowed to then upgrade your max. Um, the, uh, both with abilities, uh, you, there's also like uh, different weapons you can equip on your mech. So you have your your primary weapon, which, uh, as I said, for the melee mech is just like a punch, uh, but they can be upgraded uh, to learn like a dash punch, depending on how you want to spend your reactor cores to upgrade. You can upgrade the health, you can upgrade the the uh, damage, you can upgrade the movement range. Uh, the tank is the the ranged another ranged one, which shoots you know a, a bullet a cannon round i guess for lack of a better word <clears throat> which will also push uh push guys out of the way and then the artillery one like i said lobs a mortar bolt which has area of effect so it hits there and then it pushes like it'll hit something and then it'll push everything around it which is really useful so yeah uh, again it, you know you have to also have to use the the terrain to your advantage uh <clears throat> there's mountains that enemies can be pushed into which will do additional damage if you push ones that can't fly into water, it'll kill them immediately, which is also really useful. Mm. And then a lot of the different maps will have environmental conditions, which affect the battle. So uh, some of it's it's lightning storms. Sometimes it's volcanoes erupting and firing like hot lava balls into the area, and you can use that to your advantage too. So uh, in the in the chain of events for the enemy's turn, the the very first thing that happens is the environmental effects take place first so you can kind of plan your strategy around that um so yeah you you know if you're knocking an enemy uh into like a lightning bolt say it's still like you know maybe going to attack one of your buildings but the lightning bolt will always go first and will destroy whatever's there uh before they get the chance to attack one of your buildings or one of your objectives so to begin every round the environmental goes first yeah which i i did not figure out right away it took me I don't know, maybe an hour or two to get that figured out. So, uh, I should say too that I I uh, I beat it. Oh hey, thank you. Sounds like uh, it was a much easier game than Faster Than Light. Yeah, because I still have not beaten Faster Than Light, and I, I I don't know. I probably played six to eight hours of this game. Okay. Um, the thing is, is it's not uh, it's not something I'm going to put down right away. I'm definitely going to play it again. Uh, the more you play, the more interesting like mechs and stuff you unlock. So I beat it with the with the base squad, um, but you get like 
gold medallions or something that you use to unlock uh, different mech teams uh, and different things. And uh, one of the cool things about the the uh, all the the mechs have pilots too so the pilots can get killed if one of your mechs gets damaged uh to the point where it doesn't have any health uh it kills the pilot and you can still use the mech next battle but you won't get any of the pilot's benefits uh if you end up losing a round if all your power grid gets damaged and you lose the round you get to take one of your pilots in with you to the next game they like jump timelines so they're jumping into a different timeline to try to help that timeline succeed uh when their own didn't so it uses a little multiverse in it in the game. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Uh it's a really really interesting, really well done. I'm really enjoying my time with Into the Breach so far. Uh and, and when I was talking to you guys about it, Eric mentioned it would be a great game for the Switch, which I hundred uh, percent agree. I would play it literally all the time if it was on the Switch. Is there plans for it to come to Switch? Or have they not announced that yet? They haven't announced anything. Uh, I, it, I could see it working well on tablets and stuff like an iPad. I know FTL ultimately made it to a lot of different things. Um, yeah. So I could see this also coming to a lot of different things. Okay. Uh, one of the things I really appreciated about it was that it ran flawlessly uh, on my ultrawide. A game like that, I had no uh, no expectation yeah. of it. <laughs> running on my ultra wide and it ran like usually you'll get the black bars on the side and that would have been fine i wouldn't have even thought about it but it was uh widescreen compatible which was you know nice. it's not it's, a, it's nice yeah it's nice it's not a graphically uh demanding game by any means it, it's got very low specs that it needs it will run on a toaster i, I think the <laughs> yeah it, the, the minimum was like you need to have one gigabyte of ram in your computer uh the intel at least an intel hd 3000 uh integrated graphics chip which that's that's old so you could run this game on on whatever you have and my couch also nice. has a gig of ram in it yeah i mean my phone's got six gigabytes of ram so <laughs> yeah i didn't know those were that powerful wow oh yeah oh yeah um yeah i'm trying to think if there's anything else uh interesting in the game it's it's really really well done very very impressed with with it's one of those games too that's uh very addicting uh each one of the little battles that you do doesn't take more than five or ten minutes so it's a very easy like oh i'll do one more battle or oh i'll do one more run you know if you're if you're having difficulty on your runs i think my first run was only like maybe 20 25 minutes before i got wiped out okay. uh, they get progressively longer as you learn the game and uh each island has its own like environmental hazards and stuff so uh yeah there was the four different islands that you go to and then like a volcanic island is is the last one that has a multiple multiple level battle which is really cool um but yeah it's a really impressive game i enjoyed the hell out of it I really want to play this. I'm looking at like gameplay right now, and it looks really good. Yeah, once I get the stream figured out, I'd like to have like Corey had to have the videos on, uh, but I've got to tinker with all that stuff. I wanted to actually record a video for this, and I just never got around to it. As I said, I spent all afternoon when I was supposed to be doing my notes uh, trying to get my internet to work. When I was just a phone call away, I had called the Spectrum, the company that gives us our internet, uh, and they had to record a message saying that there was a damaged fiber optic cable, and that's why we didn't have internet. Gotcha. So if okay. I had done that right away, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have worried about it. But Yeah, you would have let it go, and then... Yeah, I just hate talking on the phone, so... Oh, me too, whenever I have to make that. 
Whenever I have to make calls, it's the worst. Yeah. Yeah, so I definitely recommend Into the Breach. It's $15 on Steam. I'm uh, pretty sure you can get it from, like, uh, Green Man Gaming. Um, Humble Store. I I think GOG has it, too, if you're interested in a DRM-free version. I'm sure they've got it. So I feel Good like stuff. this game would be up Corey's alley. I kept telling him to play it. He said he only played it for a few minutes, which I don't know if that means he didn't have time or if he didn't end up liking it, but I would be shocked if he didn't like it because I, it would be right up Corey's alley. Yeah, he'd love Faster Than Light, so like yep. this is just another sort of similar game. A little different, but... Yeah. It's along those lines. It's, yeah. it's really, really awesome. So, Yeah, I'm going to try and give it a, a play this weekend because I yeah. really wanted to play it. Yeah, I think you'll like it. Um, so yeah, shall we get into nibble bits? Yeah, we can do that. All right. Um, well, the first is kind of a rumor. Uh, I don't, I think we talked about this last week briefly. It was kind of a breaking news rumor. Uh, and that's that Diablo three is coming to Nintendo switch. Now there was some backpedaling about that. I guess Blizzard had said, uh, oh, no, we were just doing like a community engagement thing. Uh, but I guess uh, sources at Euro- Eurogamer who have sources in uh, Blizzard said, no, they are actually working on a Nintendo Switch version of Diablo 3. Uh, there was a lot of speculation that that would get announced today during Nintendo Direct, but it did, that did not happen. Um, but yeah, it, Eurogamer seems pretty confident that Diablo 3 will be coming to the Nintendo Switch. You know how the New England Patriots don't ever let things get leaked out of their their team? Yeah. Uh, they don't like it when that happens. Yeah. Blizzard's that sort of same way. Yeah. Nintendo's uh, the same way. Yeah, they go They're to the tight, beat of their own lips. drum. When they want to announce something is when they'll do it. So I wouldn't be surprised if like Blizzard, like when that leaked, like, well, we're, we're going to deny it and then let, yeah. you, let you stew over that for a while until we're ready to fully announce it. We will surprise you when we're yeah. ready to do so. Yep, exactly. Uh, but that would be amazing. I would I'm by that day one. I think we said that last week. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm in for sixty dollars if all the DLCs in it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so that was that was one of the nimble bits. Let me call up the other one here. This is the Nintendo Direct stuff. Yeah, we'll cover that last. Or you yeah. want to do that next? Well, I think that's the only other one we had. Oh, wait, do you have? Do you do the concerned ape one? Oh, I did Sorry, do Valley one. Valley publisher Chucklefish's next venture. Yeah, I didn't. Even, yeah, okay, I did tweet something. I just got done telling you I didn't tweet anything. <laughs> um, hold on, let me bring that up because I, as I said, I completely forgot. Yeah, we got actually some details on Chucklefish's new game, mm-hmm. um, which is called Spellbound, and basically it's from the developer of. Uh, Stardew Valley. This game apparently is a little bit like Harry Potter. You're in a wizard school, uh, and you're kind of doing your everyday sim, like kind of like Stardew Valley is, but you're you know in wizard school. So like it's incorporating relationships, building. Um, you go through classes, crafting. I guess there is farming too. Uh, and instead of like using hand to hand combat, you're using elemental magic. So and there's like a forest called the forest of elemental magic so you're going to be doing all of that and i guess this is a passion project from chucklefish they've always kind of wanted to do a game like this and concerned ape uh took it on 
Nice. So uh, they did say it might be marinating in development for a long time because it doesn't have a release date. So nobody's really sure when this will come out. Uh, well, I think we learned from Starbound that their stuff will come out when it's ready to come out. Yeah, which I'm fine because when you look at like Stardew Valley, that game was incredible. Starbound, I didn't give that game enough time, but I do know for a fact that that game is really good. Yeah. Um, they also have Wargroove coming out at some point this year in 2018, so it'll be probably the game after Wargroove. I think Wargroove is at least summertime. So, yeah, that's uh, Spellbound is the next game. <clears throat> Sorry, I have my autoplay videos drive me crazy. Aren't they the worst? Oh, and people wonder why we use Adblock. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I'm really getting sick of websites saying you're the reason we're going out of business. Like, no, your intrusive ads are the reason <laughs> going out. I don't mind like having ads all over a web page, you know, that's fine. But the autoplay videos, yeah, and then the full screen pop up ads that you have to look at for ten seconds before they shut down. And not only no. that, they know exactly what I search for on Amazon and Google, so they're <laughs> doing that. I no, I don't like that. Stop it. Yeah, I totally agree. Okay. Anyway, so that's your nibble bit, right? Correct. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo Direct stuff. Let's hit it. Yeah, let's hit it. Okay, so 3DS stuff first. Uh, WarioWare Gold. I think I missed that part. I was still trying to get my internet working when this was all going down. So That was one of those uh, things that I saw and I was like, cool. Yeah, not interested. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dillion's Dead, Be- Dead Heat Breakers is coming out May 24th. Um, the latest entry in Dillion's Rolling Western series. I'm not familiar with any of that. I, I didn't really know what to think of that either. Yep. Uh, I wasn't that interested in 3DS stuff because I no longer have my 3DS. Mm-hmm. So I was uh, only passively paying attention here. Uh, they announced Mario and Luigi, uh, Bowser's Inside Story, and Bowser Jr.'s Journey to be announced in 2019. Uh, they're doing a Luigi's Mansion 3DS remake, which is funny because my son has been watching uh, Luigi's Mansion videos on uh, YouTube. Mm-hmm. So he's all into Luigi's Mansion right now. We're actually looking at getting, uh, either getting him a 2DS for the for the mobile versions, the handheld versions, uh, or getting another Wii U. Actually, yeah. wow, uh, getting the GameCube version of of the game. Uh, I'm more leaning towards the Wii U because there's a lot of games on there that I wouldn't mind playing again. But yeah, yeah. Uh, on Nintendo Switch news, uh, so the first one is Okami HD is coming to Switch. So that recently came out, I believe, on the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One and uh, also PC. Came out uh, within the last couple of weeks, I believe. Um, but that's summer 2018 on the Switch. Uh, it's got some touchscreen stuff integration or touchscreen stuff for handheld mode and then Joy-Con stuff for uh on the for docked mode on the tv mm. yeah. yeah i didn't play that game so I, I don't know like what specifically that means but it seems like a game that people really love that i've never played yeah same here so that's i would kinda... like to try it at some point it's the wolf game right i think mm-hmm. that's what it is really colorful uh very very neat art in it okay yeah maybe uh maybe this would be a game that i get when it's cheaper yeah on a uh, Steam sale. <laughs> Is it on Steam? Yeah. Oh, okay. Recently on Steam. Okay, so yeah, that's that's my best bet to get this cheaply. 
Absolutely. Uh, Dark Souls. They talked about Dark Souls. The release date is going to be May 25th. Uh, there's also a Dark Souls going to be a Dark Souls amiibo. I don't know if you saw the Dark Souls amiibo. I'm going to bring it up. Uh, it's very cool. It's oh, a character from the game. I can't remember the name of him, but it's he's Soul. doing the pra- praise Blair. the sun. Yes, he's doing the praise the sun uh, emote, uh, which is cool. Uh, that is but they're also going to cool. be doing a test uh, network test beta. So if you are interested in the Nintendo Switch version of Dark Souls, you can at least give it a shot then. I know Eric expressed interest in Dark Souls on the Switch, so he's going to try the the network test and, and see if he is interested in buying it. Brilliant idea. Yeah. Yeah, I like that they do that. It gives you it gives the opportunity to try it and see see how it runs, you know. Um, I know I don't know if it's I can't remember if it's supposed to run at 60 frames on the Switch. I don't believe so. I think it's only 30 still, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, I don't... Let me, it's not saying in this article what it runs. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's 30, but anywho. Yeah, I think it's 30, too. Uh, next on the list, Sushi Striker, The Way of Sushido. A fast-paced action game where you match colored plates and types of sushi to hurl tall stacks of plates at your opponent. It looked neat, but nothing I'm interested in, really. To be honest, I was in class when like all this stuff was going on, and I saw Striker, and I almost pooped myself because I thought it was Mario Strikers. Oh, yeah. So I was like, <gasps> yeah. But then I saw Sushi, and I was like, okay. <laughs> Not interested. That's coming out June 8th. Okay. <laughs> for those interested. Uh, next on the list, this was a huge announcement for me. I was very excited to see this. Octopath Traveler, formerly known as Project Octopath Traveler. Uh, for those of you that have been aware of it, it's the gorgeous looking kind of retro style RPG with some modern graphical touches. Uh, it's coming out July 13th. I played the demo for that and it was absolutely amazing. I cannot wait for that game to come out. Uh, they introduced two more characters. Uh, for it, they announced a, a merchant character, and uh, what was the other one? Someone who could get information out of people, and I can't remember what they called him specifically, but an investigator. Yeah, something like that. Uh, merchant named Tressa. Oh, apothecary named oh. Alfin. Okay. Uh, they also showed a special edition, which looked amazing. I don't know if you saw that. Well, I did not see that. Oh, no. it's uh. It's got a map, a pop-up book, which it's uh, the pop-up book pops up to look like one of the environments in Oh, Octopath my God. Room. Yeah, I see it. It was amazing looking. It looks fantastic. And then a replica coin based on in-game currency. That's really cool. Now, is this a full-fledged $60 game? I think so. It seems like it, because I'm looking at a picture of all that stuff right now, and it's a actual like game case and everything. It's not yep. just like a like a indie game that you download. Yeah, I would think. I mean, at the at the least, I think it would be premium indie price, like a forty dollars maybe. But I would guess it's probably a full sixty dollar game. I mean, this game looks awesome. I saw a video within the last month or two of uh, like all the feedback that they took into consideration for their game and the things that they changed, mm-hmm. uh, and they did change a lot on what people kind of wanted and. This game looks awesome. Apparently, it's a spiritual successor to Bravely Default that I'm reading. I did not I know that. that. I so. can see that in the combat system a little bit. Yeah. So I I'm head over heels for this game. I'm really excited. I cannot wait. What's it? June? July thirteenth. Yeah, July can't come soon enough. No, I agree. Oh, I'm so excited for that one. 
Um, tr- the next game is Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes. I only very briefly played the first No More Heroes for the Wii. Yeah, Wii. So I don't, didn't really know what I was looking at here, but that's to be announced in 2018. Uh, it's a much-awaited uh, No More Heroes sequel. So. Okay. <laughs> Again, didn't really know what I was looking at there. Uh, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker is also making its way to the Switch from the Wii U library. That's also coming July 13th. I think Corey played uh, that, right? Yes, he played it. I want to play it. Maybe I'll get this if it's 40 If it's not a full-price game, I don't think it will be. It was only 40 when it came out on the Wii U. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but they're adding a Super Mario Odyssey-themed level modeled after New Donk City. That's pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah. Corey, what did you think of Captain Toads? Good. <laughs> Eric's not here to do the crickets. <laughs> I forgot about that. We'll have to get that going for next week. <laughs> yeah. That's Eric's new job. Yep. Uh, Undertale is next on the list. That's coming at some point to the Switch, which is awesome. I love Undertale. Yep. I would definitely play it again, uh, especially if it's only... I think it's only it was only 10 bucks on Steam. Yeah, it was cheap. When I bought it, so I would absolutely buy that again to have it on the Switch. Yep. Undertale is a great game. Yep. Next on the list, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy coming July 10th. Uh, that's the remaster of the three games, uh, Crash Bandicoot, that came out of the PS4 was last year. Uh, yep. So that is coming to the Switch, which is awesome. Little Nightmares is next on the list. It's the complete edition coming May 18th. Uh, it's a horror puzzler. I don't know if you watched any gameplay from it, but it looks really interesting. Mm-hmm. Definitely, uh, definitely into that one. I'll prob- probably get it depending on how my uh, game purchases go. Yeah, summer but, time is usually pretty bare. Midsummer. Yeah, this one's this one's mid May. So. Oh, it's mid May. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's really too much coming out in May. Not yet. Yeah, that we that we know. <laughs> right. Who knows? Coming later. Uh. Next on the list, South Park, The Fractured Butthole is coming to the Nintendo Switch on April 24th. Um, The DLC will be coming also, so you can get South Park, The Fractured Butthole, and then you can get the season pass. They're not included in the same thing, but I was excited to see that. The reason why I haven't bought The Fractured Butthole yet was because I was waiting to see if it would come to the Switch, and here it is. Lo and behold, yeah. Now I'm more likely to play it, too. Yes. Fractured Butthole is perfect fit for the Switch. It really is, yeah. That's a perfect game for it. Yep. Uh, so that was an exciting announcement. Uh, they're doing an ARMS US and Canada online open tournament. So if you have ARMS, it's going to start now through March 18th, and then the top eight players from the preliminary rounds move on to online finals March 31st. All right. Yeah. Uh, next on the list, Hyrule Warriors Definitive, uh, Definitive Edition release date. It will be coming May 18th. Is that... Uh, oh, they did confirm a release date for it. Yep. It's oh. all existing content released on the game, including maps, characters, missions, two-player, local multiplayer supported, or you can play with a friend, uh, each using a single Joy-Con. Heck yes. Which is cool. Uh, Mario Tennis Aces, they showed a decent amount of gameplay from this and all the stuff you can do, which looked really cool. That's coming June 22nd. Uh, looks good. That'll be a buy for me. That'll be fun to play with the kids and fun to play with the wife. 
I hate that I'm this age getting pumped for a Mario Tennis game, but it looks really good. Yes, it does. Uh, Splatoon 2 version 3.0, April 2018. Uh, new gear stages, playable Octolings, and more. There's going to be a paid DLC expansion set to release in the summer, which includes new single-player levels. Um, cool. What I liked about this announcement is I think they said that they were going to show some gameplay of the new content at the end of the direct, uh-huh. which I thought was cool because, well, I mean, we'll get to it, but yeah, the big announcement, the surprise yeah. announcement, the one I don't uh, think anybody expected. No, I didn't see this in the expected, uh, cause you know, I read rumors and stuff. People thought was going to get announced. So, and the way they introed this was amazing. I thought so. Yeah. <clears throat> They transitioned. They're like, okay, after they got done with the with the Splatoon two version two uh, three point stuff, they're like, okay, that's the end of the direct, uh, yada yada. But uh, we have one more thing to show you, and then it goes back into Splatoon. It's the Inkling boy and Inkling girl running back and forth, shooting each other, you know, doing their doing their moves, and they kind of stop and they look behind them. And the the Smash Brothers logo is glowing with the silhouette of like all the Smash characters. I'm like that was awesome yeah i thought that was a brilliant way to do it and what i like about it i i guess they i was kind of wondering if this is going to be a port but i'm starting to think no because i look at link that they showed off because they showed off two characters other than the inklings uh and it was link and mario up close and link was in his breath of the wild get up and every smash game like new version, they put them like the like Link in his newest like version of whatever. So the last one was his Twilight Princess remake, so yeah. he was in that like that attire. But this one, he's in the Breath of the Wild one, uh, and they're adding the Inkling. So a lot of people are speculating that this is in fact a new Smash and not oh. just the ported one. It'd be awesome too if they did Mario with Cappy. That's Mario Odyssey. Well, somebody made a point, like a comment, like why doesn't Mario have Cappy? And somebody said, well. Cappy sometimes eyes recede into the hat so you don't see the eyes. Yeah. So just because that it's you don't see Cappy right there doesn't mean Cappy's not in his move set. That's fantastic. So yeah, that was cool. My favorite comment or tweet that I saw about this was somebody screenshotted Mario, like in the thing saying, Oh my god, Mario's in the new Smash. <laughs> I got yeah. a good good chuckle out of that. Yep. But yeah, no, I I think uh I think this is a new Smash. Yeah, I mean they didn't they didn't specify it's just Super Smash Brothers Switch uh coming out in 2018. So that's the only information we have so far. I mean, it makes sense <laughs> because if you think about it, wouldn't it have made sense for them to just port Smash over with Mario Kart when like Yeah, you you would think that would have been an earlier yeah, uh, earlier release. So that makes me think that maybe this is just a full-on new Smash. Yeah. I don't know. Um I have some other rumors about Nintendo games, if you want me to do them real quick. Yeah, let's hear it. It's only one, but I guess uh, the new Pokemon game is a reboot of the series. So people are speculating that it's either going to be the first game completely redone for the Switch with the original 151 Pokemon. Um, So, like, that might be what they're doing. Um, I would love that. Or it's a completely... When they did Gen 5, which is black and white, they only put in Pokemon 
though like the new pokemon like they made all new pokemon for that game they didn't bring any older pokemon into that game it was just all new pokemon so people are wondering maybe that that's what they're doing so people think it's going to go one or two ways and no one's really sure which way it'll go so um if i, also, if, if I had to guess i would say it's going to be the re redo uh, reboot of the first 151 only because of the popularity of pokemon go yes and the familiarity of all those pokemon to to the general population at this point you know now i would be okay with that i'm more into honestly like the first gen of pokemon is one of my least favorite ones but i would be 100 percent okay if they did like a reboot with the 3d graphics of the switch like a like a legit like full-on remake of the game where it's kind of like how kind of like how the 3ds games are but like better uh-huh. Right, this is what I'm looking for. Like, you, there's actually like a bigger world. The Pokemon and fighting is rendered way better. Like, it's more like dynamic looking and stuff like that. So, if they do that with the, the one first the or the Kanto games, I'd be on board with that. But they have another team working on a new Pokemon game from the ground up. Yeah, that's what I think would be the best move personally. Yeah, but what do I know? I'm I'm, I'm a <laughs> humble podcaster. Yeah. Yeah, see I would just like the original 151 cuz that's where I started with Pokemon. That's that's my that's my jam, you know. I know all those Pokemon. Yeah. Even even I don't know all the generation 2, even though I played a lot of generation 2 and then yeah. uh X and well, X and Y I played too. I don't think I played the third generation Pokemon game. Beardless goes in the chat. It's just going to be a straight port of Pokemon Red. <laughs> straight up. That would be hilarious. Bad graphics and all. Those games don't hold up very well. No, I uh, I tried to play I, even Fire Red, which is the remakes of the first game, and I like it is so slow. Yeah. Playing them, it's uh, it's definitely something that you need to, you know, get used to again. Absolutely. But man, like I think we're we were all talking in our WhatsApp like group, but Nintendo just take the money. Yeah. Take all of my money. It's 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 unreal how much I'm going to be giving them this this next couple months. Yeah, totally agree. Okay, uh, how was your week, Will? Uh, yeah, it was good. I, I'm trying to think if I did anything, but I've been pretty boring. It's just like school, uh, work, gym, uh-huh. repeat. Try to fit in some video games. Um, yeah, that's really it. To be honest with you, been pretty boring. Yeah, I don't have. Can? I don't have a ton going on either. Uh, I talked about it last week, but we did the room switch in my house. So how'd that go? Um, good, actually. It took the entire weekend, like I thought it would. Um, a lot of disassembling furniture, moving stuff, reassembling furniture. Um, but yeah, like it's nice. My daughter and son are are separated finally, so they have their own space. Uh, me and my wife have our bedroom down here now, which is also nice to feel isolated once in a while. Yeah. Um it's been easier to keep them out of our stuff, which is good. Yeah. Too. Uh you know, they were big fans of jumping on our bed and throwing our pillows and blankets off of our bed and all that fun stuff. So it's been easier to keep them away from our, our room. Keep them at bay. Yes. So I've also slept a lot better, which is good. Um being being slightly separated from the rest of the house. Yeah, uh, are you like less um 
you wake up less when they're up or is it like you're less like anxious because they're right around the corner? Yeah, I kind of I mean, I kind of have trained myself whenever like the babies in, in our my house cry to go upstairs and, and take care of it because, you know, I'm not currently uh, working a traditional job. So my wife gets up early and has a long commute. So I handle the nighttime disasters and nighttime, <laughs> you know, nighttime issues, uh, since my daughter was born. So, you know, I kind of have trained myself to whenever I hear crying to, to go deal with it. And, uh, it's a little harder to hear down here. So they have to, a lot of times they'll settle themselves before I even hear them, which is, is nice. So, okay. Yeah. I think that's all I have. Yeah, uh, the wife we, and I have been slowly watching through Game of Thrones again. Uh, back on the bottle. <laughs> it's hard to not. No, it's the same thing with me with like uh, The Office and Dragon Ball Z. Like I just keep rewatching that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, uh, it's time consuming. I could be watching new things, but I just, I just can't. Well. I look at it like we're so busy and we're playing new games all the time that we just want to have one thing that we can just return to. And that's just it. Like I, I like that I can, because anything, anything new that I like to watch, I, I try to give attention to. Yeah. Uh, even I've watched game of Thrones at this point so much that I don't have to like hang on every word. Like I, yeah. I know it well enough that I can space out or, or not off here and there and not feel like I missed anything. Yeah. It's like with me at the office, I can just be doing something on my phone or playing something on switch, but I'm still like able to keep up with the office because like I've seen it so many times. I just know how every episode goes ever. So, okay. Um, I think that's all I have to talk about for my week. Yeah. We're the two most boring ones for the week. Usually (sighs) I don't do anything, but the other two are the ones who usually, have something going on at least yeah yeah uh well let's get into what we played um final fantasy 15 final fantasy 15 yeah we'll talk about it let's hear it uh pc version so uh 75 gigabytes download yeah i preloaded this game turned it on at noon pumped to just sit down and play it and i had to download like another hour's worth of whatever it was i don't even know patches yeah but i was I, like oh, i started man. downloading it probably half an hour after noon when it when it launched and it took hour and 45 minutes probably to download the the full game it's a big one it is a big one i was very surprised but ha- having played it i see why because there's a lot of stuff to do yeah. uh so i was a little concerned initially because of uh, how high the specs were you needed to run it and even like a lot of my specs were minimum like the minimum because i have an old computer uh my graphics card is newer but my computer is an older computer it's five or six years old now uh, and my like i know my processor and my computer launched in 2011 so that's like seven years old yeah uh, i have the same sort of thing i think yeah Yes, we've had our computers for a while. We've updated the graphics cards, so they're they're more modern, but not even modern at this point. My <laughs> graphics card at this point is three years old, too. So I was a little concerned at how it would, ru- would run. What uh, graphics card do we have again? GTX 970s. Thank you. I never remember. Yeah, uh, which is a good card, but again, it's 
three, three and a half years old at this. I think it's three years old at this point. Okay. Uh, so, you know, they definitely improved since then. Uh, so, yeah, I was, I was a little concerned at how it would run uh, <clears throat> because a lot of what I was seeing, especially on the official uh, media from the game, is that I would only be able to run the game at 720p, 30 frames per second. And I was like, there is no way that's going to happen. I have to run it. I've, it's got to go in 1080p because I have to have it in my ultra-wide resolution. I don't think they have a 720 ultra-wide setting. Although I never, I didn't look. I should I should check it. And 30 frames per second is unacceptable for a game like this especially. Uh, being as open and, and action-based, the combat's a lot more action-based than I thought. But I fired it up, ran it on medium settings. It ran pretty well. Uh, I was getting 45 to 55 frames per second. Uh, again, I'm not running. I'm running an ultra wide monitor, so I had to lower the settings a little bit to get it to run at 60 frames. So I'm running it mostly on low, a few medium settings here and there, and able to consistently get 60 frames. I get dips into the, like the low 50s on occasion, but it's not not too bad. Yeah. So um, you you're basically you're mainly low with some options that are changed to medium. Yes, okay, I actually. Gotcha. I actually let uh, GeForce Experience set the settings, and it, that's what's worked the best so far. Out of between my tinkering uh, and all that, the, the and the presets, uh, it's the GeForce Experience actually did a really really nice job of setting them uh, for the for the best performance and best looking. But it's a gorgeous game. It's it, really yeah. really nice looking. And uh, again, the open world games on the ultra wide monitor are stunning. It looks fantastic. I actually read an article on Kotaku where I guess the ultra wide option for the game is like really impressively done. Yes, yes, so it is. That I thought I saw that and thought of you because you have the ultra wide stuff. So and I know you like to run it on ultra wide. So I was like, oh, Dan will Dan will like that. Yes. Uh, but as for the game so far, I really like the game too. I wasn't sure how I would feel about the bro road trip uh, concept of it, but it's it really hasn't bothered me. I like the characters so far. There's a lot of side stuff to do. I'm still learning things, uh, but it's a really, really intriguing game, and I really like it so far. So I'm going to give you a big, big tip for yes. a um, action point usage. Uh-huh. Get the skill. I think it's under the exploration uh, ascension whatever called where road trips give you ap okay so you'll rack up because there is a couple like road trips that'll take you like two or three hours like in game time wow to like make so you really rack up the action points doing that okay. so i would recommend uh, i that. saw that on there yeah definitely definitely get that one because some of my favorite moments in the game is i didn't really like fast traveling all that much I liked it having Ignatius Drive and me playing like the old school Final Fantasy music. Yeah. I and, started like, buying those when at my my most recent sit down playing the game. I started buying those yeah. a little bit. Yeah, like I remember when I was feeling like nostalgic, like late at night playing the game. I'd play uh, Aerith's theme mm-hmm. on my trips, and it's just such a peaceful song to play. Yeah. I don't know. I I like I look back like for whatever reason out of all the games that I've played within the last few years, I always looked back to this game very, very fondly, like more so than other games. Yeah, I can so, see why. It's, I really like it so far. It's the perfect balance between relaxing and like your action-y like, fighting game. Yeah. 
Yeah, because uh, it's cool too. Because uh, you know there there'll be a quest that you have to go to that's you know not near you. Uh, so you'll have Ignis drive you there, and he'll pull over on the side of the road where you need to complete the quest, and yeah. you just hop out of the car, hop out of the regalia, go complete your quest, hop back in the car, and have Ignis drive you back to Hammerhead Station or wherever it is. Yeah, uh, it's it's fantastic. Yeah, I and love that. I I actually love the interactions between the characters too. Yeah, yeah, they're fun. Um, which one's a is it? Which one's a photographer? Uh, Prompto. Prompto. Uh, seeing Prompto's pictures when you camp at the end of the night and picking yep. out the good ones to save is also <laughs> awesome. Yeah, uh, it's it's so good. There's I a really lot of like a lot of really cool touches that they added to that game, and I like the version that we have on PC is like the best version because it has all the current DLC and it uh, all the story stuff is more fleshed out. So the issues that people have with story in the game um, that are that's worked out, so okay. you get like a more I guess cohesive story. I, I'm a huge defender of Final Fantasy 15. I think people dl- dislike that game unnecessarily. And I think a big part of it is because it took so long for them to like actually put it out. Yeah, I could see that. Because I know the development for that game was like very, very turbulent. Yeah, and the PC version, I mean, it's come out what a, a well over a year after the console versions came out. Yep, I think but November they, they... 2016. Yeah, you could definitely tell they took their time with it. As I said, the yeah. the seamless ultra wide stuff is just it just goes to show that that's they they took the time to do a proper PC port, you know. And I I guess they also said that now that they actually took the time to do a proper PC port, that they can make HD games a lot easier on computers now mm. because they have all of that worked in and yeah. set. So now they can just like go in and just do it. So like I don't know if that what that means for Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah, maybe if that means they're gonna have a better development for that or what's up with it. But I don't know. But so you're liking 15 overall, though. Yes, I really like it so far. Good, I'm glad. I it really just honestly gets better. Uh, I'm excited. When you get the bigger the hunts, fighting well, bosses. Yeah, I was going to say, the only problem is it's going to take me a really long time to beat it, I think. Yeah. It's a I th- game I'm not going to want to leave any stone unturned. I think I put 60 hours in the PlayStation 4, and it got to the point where I was like, I think I should just rush to beat this. I, for the thumbnails, actually, is yeah. why I did that. Yep. So, I, yeah, that's why I ended up going to beat it. So Okay. I love the villain, like I love the characters, like I love I love almost everything about the game. I really 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 like it. Yeah, it's good stuff. I'm impre- I'm impressed so far. I think we're going to do an episode on that next week. Okay. Uh, most likely unless we come up with another idea. <clears throat> but I would like to, you know, do a proper proper rundown of the game. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's see. I I'm still playing Celeste. I'm almost done with Celeste. I think I'm in the next to last world and, and booking along quite nicely. I got hung up a few times on it, uh, but I, w- I should have that beaten by next week. I actually wanted to have that beaten this week, too, uh, so I could have Into the Breach and Celeste beaten. But that is not the case, because I know, like I said, Final Fantasy 15 is going to take me a while to beat. So I want to keep yeah. my keep keep beating games on a steady tilt. So I have more than I think I only ended up with like 15 or 16 beaten games last year. I'd like to have have more than that this year back how we used to be so, yeah i don't know if i'll be like i think one year i had 40 something beaten games but i, yeah, I, I probably we, won't get to that point but i would like you, to 
Me, you, and Corey were like in the 30s and 40s apiece. Yeah, it was a few years ago now. That yeah, you. Re- it it's really cool. only me, like me and you, because even though Eric's still on the podcast, he like beat what two games last year or something like that. Three. Yeah, he's ar- he's already tied that this year. He's already beaten two games so far this year. So <laughs> so yeah, there you go. He's, he's off to a good start. So yeah, I mean, me and you are the only ones that usually complete games, and Corey used to, but he's on leave. Yeah, he's on uh, unpaid administrative <laughs> leave. Uh, did we decide for Eric if he gets a solo win in Fortnite, that's considered beaten game? I think we should, because I don't think that's easy. Yeah, no, it's definitely not easy. Well, it's not easy to get a group win either, but... No, I think at very most it should be win a game under every yeah. uh, mode, which is, I think, teams of one, two, or four. Yeah, that'd be great. So that could be... I'm fine with just the solo win, too. I'm fine with the group win, too. I don't really care. Yeah, I don't... We'll have to talk to him when he's back next week. See what he thinks. <laughs> yeah. Because we can we can bend the rules now to the beaten <laughs> game competition. <laughs> we don't have the stickler. <laughs> yeah. It's time about beaten games. Credits only. Yep. <laughs> yeah, the credits did roll in into the breach. Um Although I, I do know there is more to the game than, than what I've experienced. so. <clears throat> but I will definitely get there. Uh, did you play anything else, Will? I think I dabbled with Dynasty Warriors 9. I think... I want to like the game a lot more. But what I miss about it... And it's... I, I think... I'm having a really t- hard time articulating what my problem is because my problem with it isn't some cloned characters. I think the roster's great. I don't even care if there's cloned characters, but I think the problem I have with it is the specific battles that I remember throughout the games. They don't have the same... like, well, For example, a very recognizable battle is the Battle of Hulao Gate. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's where Lu Bu is. And that's like a famous thing. But like... I like in the other games you're fighting in this like snowy area where it's like blizzards out and everything like that. But in this one, it's just like, it's just like a normal gate and like the castle there at the end is like, there's nothing to it really. It just seems kind of hollow. And what I miss about the game was that they, each map was really like fleshed out and designed like to look different, like yeah. have a different feel to it. But a lot of the battles, while like maybe in Chinese history, they took place like on the same battlefield, but the battles were named differently. It just feels a lot of the same for the yeah, most like, part. Like, like they copy and pasted a lot of the environments and stuff. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> and that's a problem. And it's just like the, like Hulao gate will be there. And then you have to travel another, like whatever miles of just normal land with no enemies to get to the castle. Then you breach the castle, fight Dong Zhuo, and then that's that. And then like that's I I like I kind of miss how the other games did it. Yeah, it's not that I feel like the open world thing takes away from it. I just feel like they could have executed the actual battles a little bit better. Okay, I think that's where I'm at with it because I kind of want to go back to Dynasty Warriors Eight Extreme Legends and play that more as opposed to Nine. And I put forty hours in Nine, and like I did like it. I think people hated on it a little as unnecessarily, but I think there are more flaws with it that I'm starting to see. Okay, and that I understand more. 
I guess. Yeah. So Makes sense. I will be back to Dynasty Warriors at Extreme Legends probably. Nice. The biggest problem with that is you have to map the controller out yourself. You can't just plug it in and have it work like nine. Uh, well, that's kind of annoying. That's so annoying. <clears throat> I do not like that at all. All right. But other than that, I don't really think I played anything else. Stardew Valley, but I'm always playing that. Yeah. It's kind of in the background. All the time, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. I got I to cough real quick. Uh-oh. Let it out, Dan. Excuse Let me. it out. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's do some feedback, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Do you remember who won the game giveaway last week? Uh, I'm actually just bringing that up now. I think I wrote down who won. Okay. Game giveaway. So I don't believe they picked the game. Tate. It was Tate. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I don't think Tate picked this game. Did you write down which ones there were? I did. Okay, so Tate, we'll do through. It was three forty-five. Okay, what games were they? Uh, so it's Puzzle Agent Two, Tate. Sunless Puzzle Sea. Oh, my bad. Agent Two, Sunless Sea. Okay. Mirror's Edge. I remember these. Mirror's Edge. Salmon Max Devil's Playhouse. Salmon Max. Devil's Playhouse. Okay. And now this was the pack of Risen 2. Oh, okay. Yep. The, I'll just call it Deep Silver Pack. Okay. So Tate, let us know. Uh, I don't think he did anywhere, but let us know what, what game you want for your for the game giveaway <clears throat> from week or episode 345. All right. So next feedback is from Alex, who says, Hey, guys. Well, I read... Ready Player One, and it was a very interesting book. The movie trailer does not really show any part of what the book is about. I hope it stays close to the book because the end message was really good. The world is very interesting and takes the idea of loot boxes to a whole new level. If you're poor in real life, then you're poor in the game. Stuck playing level missions on one planet, even though there are millions of planets to visit. But that's only possible with real money. Without money, you're nothing, which seems a way games could go in the future. I recommend reading it. It brings out a lot of cool elements in video games in 80s and 90s pop culture. Well, that's it for me. Have a good week. So, player player one? Ready player one. Ready player one. Yeah, I, I saw a trailer f- for the movie so recently. I feel like I was watching something. Was it during the Super Bowl, maybe? No, I don't know, but I saw the trailer and it looked really, really interesting. I'm only vaguely familiar with with Ready Player One, but uh, if it came from a book first, I would much rather read the book because they're almost universally better than their movie counterparts. And so, you're over, you've always been a book guy. Uh, yeah, I've always I've always preferred the books. Uh, I, there's there's some things where I haven't read the books first, like uh, Harry Potter. I haven't read any of the books. I've only seen the movies, which I know the movies are good adaptations of the book, but um yeah for everything else I, I tend to do the book before the movie and and prefer the book almost universally <clears throat> if only i liked reading 
I like to read. It's just hard to nowadays. I I sit down to read a book and I fall asleep almost immediately, which is frustrating. Audiobooks are really the way to go at this point for me, uh, uh, even though I don't have time to listen to those anymore, really, either. Yeah, I mean, I listen to podcasts, so people reading to me is preferable, too. So. Yeah. No, they're, for the most part, really well done. Um, I listen to... Uh, well, I'm doing the Game of Thrones books, uh, audiobooks. I'm through uh, the first four. I've got the fifth one. Uh, but I listen to, like, The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings uh, audiobooks, a few others. Uh, which one was? Oh, uh, Chronicles of Narnia was oh, okay. really good. The last one was voiced by uh, Patrick Stewart, which was really cool. Patrick Stewart? Who's Patrick Stewart? Uh, Jean-Luc Picard, Captain Picard from Star Trek. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. It's really good. Uh, okay, so that was from Alex. The next is from Eric, uh, or Reefer, who says, Hey guys, sorry I haven't been around much or sending any feedback the last few weeks. I lost my dad about a month ago. Aww. I've been having a rough time of it. Aside from the obvious emotional distress, you don't really realize how much there is to do in this scenario until it actually happens. From car titles to social security offices to phone bills, everything has to be taken care of. On to happier things. Will, over the last month I finished all of Dragon Ball for the first time and start on Dragon Ball Z Kai. No comments aside from the fact that I'm loving it. Just thought you'd like to know. Yes. Well, <laughs> first and foremost, we're really sorry to hear about your dad. That's never, yeah. never an easy situation to handle. Don't, re- don't really have anything to say other than we're sorry and hang in there, man. Yeah, definitely. Um, but Dragon Ball, I actually haven't seen Dragon Ball but I plan to go back fairly soon and watch it because it's one of the only series. I'm waiting for Super to finish before I watch Dragon Ball. Um, and Dragon Ball Z Kai is good stuff. I listened to Giant Bomb recap it, so I get to I get to keep up to date with it on that. And I, you're going to love it, and it just gets better. Nice. He says, the only game I've been playing this week is Final Fantasy VI because it's a comfort game for me, and I need one of those right now. So nothing big or exciting out of me this week. So I did find a ROM hack that fixed some of the translation issues while keeping the uh, Wolseyisms intact, you son of a submariner, but also <laughs> inserts orchestral versions of the game's already incredible soundtrack. This is the best way to play that I've come across so far, and you guys should check it out. If I remember right, it's called Dancing Mad or something like that. Uh, on this day in 1817, the New York Stock Exchange was founded. In 1910, Ooh. French aviator Raymond de la, Rue, de la Roche, la Roche came, became the first woman to receive a pilot's license. And in 2014, Malaysia Airlines Flight 370 disappeared, carrying a total of 239 people. Thanks for the pods, though I haven't had much time to listen recently. Eric Reefer. Did they ever find that Malaysian air flight? I don't think so. What? Not that I can remember, anyway. I feel like the only like planes that have gone down within the last like six years are the Malaysian air flight ones. It seems like it, doesn't it? That's terrifying. Yeah, I agree. I'm a scaredy cat when it comes to planes, so I know they're safer than cars or whatever. But if something goes wrong, you're 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 dead. Yeah, pretty much. So, uh, Final Fantasy six. Dancing, dancing mad. I'm I'm gonna look into that. I I love that they uh, put the the orchestral music on top of the the game soundtrack. That's fantastic. I know Corey when 
I think when we were doing our let's play of that, when he wasn't playing, he listened to the orchestral soundtrack. Yeah. In lieu of helping me play. Which is incredible. Yeah, it's good. Good stuff. Silas's theme. I still one of my favorite bits of music for that game. Okay. Uh, so that was from Eric. Next is from Cameron says it's Cameron and boy, oh boy. In the old days, I would feel bad about my worn piece length feedback, but with Corey under investigation for misconduct, <laughs> uh, hashtag times up, hashtag me too. There is some time in your podcast <laughs> to fill up. Uh, so I completed four in February. Hey, well congrats. Now my spouse, Anna, commented that as I played well into early morning on March 1st, I actually failed, but she just wished I would be that dedicated to pruning our apple trees. <laughs> Here is the rundown. Warhammer 40,000 Dawn of War 3. Tabletop RTS game, it's based on the Warhammer 40,000 world and the model game. Back when I was a young teen, around 12, I was into the real game. I had an Imperial Guard army that I painted up with the help of an older guy to look like the Soviet army of the Ostfront. At 15, I decided to get into sports so I could get ladies. I sold it to a kid I knew. I saw the army a few months later, and he had painted them bright blue. I wanted to kill him. <laughs> oh, back to Dawn of War 3. Uh, now, this one I felt it was really easy to build up your forces and not go on the offensive until you had built an unstoppable army. The enemy just never put enough pressure on you to make it interesting. One mission out of nowhere, a 10-minute clock started, and I was way behind. It finally got interesting, but for the most part, it was just meh. Not as good as Dawn of War 1, better than Dawn of War 2. Had an interesting story with grand battles. I enjoyed seeing the small titans in action. 6 out of 10 would leave it for women again. I also had a, br- a brief time with Warhammer. Not the not the 40,000, but the actual Warhammer. One of my friends had a set that we kind of painted together, even though neither of us were artistic. Uh, Battlefleet Gothic. Uh, the physical game came out just as I was getting into girls, so I never played it. But I always loved the models and was excited to see the video game come out. So I started it, and damn, that game is hard. Like, I went from normal to easy and restarted the campaign several times to try it, try and not blow it. I ended up trying to return it on Steam, but they said I had played over two hours, so tough luck. So I downloaded a trainer program called Infinity and allowed me to actually enjoy the game and the story. Five out of ten would attempt to return again. <laughs> Uh, the Turing Test. This is a recommendation for you guys. It was fantastic. Back in yeah. my second year of university, I took an elective of, on ethics in artificial intelligence. This was like 2012. It was one of the most interesting classes I have ever taken. All the philosophy that was mentioned repeatedly were the concepts and theories that I had studied or written papers on, so that made it a bunch of fun. Now, I never played Portal, so I was shocked at the sense of success I got from solving each room. Some rooms were so frustrating, by the end I felt relief. The ending left much to be desired. They spent like 20 hours doing character development and uh, story building only to have a two-minute final scene with no real answers. Great voice acting, great visuals, thumbs up for simple puzzle games being super rewarding. Uh, But all in all, I would do a strong 8 out of 10. Yeah. Heck yeah. That was was one I loved. was the Turing test. I never ended up playing it. I think I have it, but I never... Yeah, it's good. Give it a shot. Uh, War Game Red Dragon. Tabletop Cold War era, Cold War era real-time game, uh, as these were the armies and vehicles that were pounded into my head during classes in the Army on Fighting Vehicle Recognition. It's the era of games I like the most. Now, this is the game that I bought years ago at this point, but never really played. So when I got 
when I first got it, I started on the easy campaign and was crushed repeatedly. Now this game is a little different, uh, where the pre-made campaigns have a preset difficulty. First one was the new Korean conflict. It's set at easy. Second one is England versus China, and it is medium. Uh, over and over, I would lose badly, so finally I got the strange idea. What the hell, I can't seem to be easy, so let's try medium, and actually won. Next, I tried hard, beat it. Very hard, got through that too. So I went back to easy and lost. But finally beat the easy campaign, and the game was in the bag. My final takeaway when reflecting on Wargame and Battlefleet Gothic is that these top-down micromanaging wargames are not for me. I was bitching to my veteran friend that the creators got the entire concept of chain of command and delegation wrong. Seeing the size of the battlefield and the number of units and troops I command, I'm like a full colonel or higher. So realistically, I should be directing combat teams and company commanders to perform mission, and they should be telling their platoon commanders to carry out orders that achieve that mission. And the platoon commanders should be giving their sections, orders, etc., etc., uh, the idea of me as a colonel micromanaging an individual tank or armored fighting vehicle's tactical, tactical position on the ground is insane, and it was no wonder I would fail so often. Uh, these were how to lead poorly simulators. Six out of ten would lose on easy again. That's an interesting thought that I never thought of. Um, yeah, he, he's absolutely right about that. You know, you're, you're supposed to play this high-level commander, and directing individual tanks is just not something you would do, you know? Yeah, you're no. not you're not on the battlefield doing tactics. That's like your field commanders and stuff, you know. That's something honestly I wouldn't even think of. But no. now that he brings it up, I'm like, wait a second, that's not how it works. That totally makes sense what you're saying. Anyway, nibble bits. Other than that, I got on a good Steam sale and picked up Before the Storm. I remember how much I hated Chloe in the first game yeah. and the first <laughs> mission where she, a tiny t- tiny teenage female, sassed fought and stole from adults i could not help but think seriously this is why you ended up in a shallow grave but when i decided to stop being so cynical there was some sadness in seeing her and rachel knowing what happens in the end like i said in my head fuck ladies this does not end well and this dark knowledge we have makes the carefree nature of their youth hard to enjoy uh, same sale I picked up near Automata. Played the first mission. It seems really, really cool. I'm putting it down till I clear the rest of my games and waiting, but I'm really looking forward to playing it. Oh, and I was sad, saddened to hear Corey was hanging up his controller, and I know sometimes you guys say you are not bringing anything to this table, but I hope you guys know we don't come here for IGN and Kotaku-style reviews. We come here for the personalities and your individual takes on gaming. I listen to you guys talk about games for systems I don't even have, uh, so don't feel like you need to show up every week and shit gold bricks. Final note, I sent you an unanswered email about sponsoring a booze-fueled episode. Neither Twitch nor Patreon allow a big lump sum payment. Fire me off your emails, and I'll do an e-transfer. Cameron. Well, thanks for the feedback, Cameron. Appreciate yeah, that was, it. That was, good. That, was good, that was good stuff. Um, so, yeah, we talked about your games. Well done on, on, on completing 4 in February, too. You're um, the only one who completed it. Yeah, <laughs> the only one that's that, that kept track, anyway. Um, yeah, that's, that's awesome. I wish I, I wish I had gotten done. I just couldn't, couldn't get it done. You know what? I didn't start again, but I played other games and you know, what's going to end up happening here pretty soon. I'm going to start playing the games that I didn't do for February mm-hmm. and complete them until yeah. I complete them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I plan on going back to cosmic star heroin at some point cause I yeah. liked it. I just, it wasn't. Uh, I, wa- I, I wanted to focus on the other games first, being uh, some of them being newer games, some of them being games that I really wanted to play for a long time. So yeah, uh, 
Near Automata, yeah, definitely play Near Automata. I've got to continue that one because uh, I've only gotten through the first, so the first playthrough, I guess. My best tip, if you want the full experience for that game, Dan, you know this already, but yeah. Cameron, play through it for I think it's the five endings. Once you complete three of them, you can blitz through the other two really quickly. Um, you can just look up how to get them, and then you'll see what you have to do. Because by that point, you know everything. That You wouldn't be like cheating yourself by looking up how to get the other endings. Right. So, I would do that. And also, Life is Strange, I think the beauty of Before the Storm is knowing how horribly everything goes. Yeah. Because um, I think that game's really well done. And you know everything that kind of goes on. So, you just kind of like, you're having a good time, but in the back of your mind, you're like, as he said, oh, this isn't going to end well, ladies. Yeah, I feel like that's uh, that specter is with you, like, the entire the entire game of Before the Storm. Like, that, that I feel like they designed it to have you have that in the back of your mind you know i mean as you guys talked about in the spoiler cast but the final decision affected how you guys made the decision because you you knew what happened so you're like well yeah at least i should give her this i don't want to spoil what the decision was but right so um oh and we will get back to you about the booze fueled episode uh, he wanted to sponsor a pizza and, and booze-filled episode. Will, I know, won't t- partake in the booze, but you'll partake in the pizza, right? Yeah, I'll definitely partake in pizza. I love pizza. Okay, we'll we'll let you know. We we want it to be an episode where, you know, all of us are going to be on, at the very least. Even Corey. Um, I don't know about Corey. I don't know what, <laughs> what he's doing anymore. Uh, um, but yeah, yeah, at least we'll have Eric on, too. Uh, and the, and we'll, we'll get that all sorted out, because that would be awesome. I think definitely um we used to have and i don't know if it's still up there but we used to have a donate button on our website but i don't know if that's even still active so don't use that if you happen to come across it yeah i mean to be honest like our website is i mean we don't really get traffic on it or we don't really even bother checking it too much anymore so yeah i'm I'm gonna simplify it actually uh probably into just a landing page which directs you to our our other places where we actually uh use stuff i guess yeah i mean there's not enough time because Corey used to do the website stuff Uh, yeah you know we don't have he well partly because he knew how to do that too so yeah and the other, like, we don't have the, other, the well, the rest of us don't really have the time to try to pick that up right now. No. At that scale. No, definitely not. So, yeah, we will get back to you on that, and, and it's very much appreciated. So, uh, let me just double check, make sure we didn't get anything else. Last minute. Okay, I think we're good. So we got three for the game giveaway list. Notebook. I've got the games up and everything too, so. Okay. Wanna write it down so I have it. Where is that page? Remember the good old days where Corey did all this? (laughs) I do. Okay. Now these other names on here, I don't know if they got their games, like Michael, Miguel, Jake, Alex. Uh, Alex was one of Alex's race. The sun. Yeah, it was. So that one, that one we have to send him. Okay. 
Uh, Mike in Minnesota, I don't think, picked his game. What was the other one? Miguel and Jake. Yeah, I don't think they picked their games either. And then we have two from Tate, but we know he didn't pick. Right. Okay. So it's one through three. Alex being one, Eric being two, and Cameron being three. Call my random number generator here. Where's it? Okay. From one, two, three. The winner is three. So that's Cameron. Cameron. Cam. Three. Ron. All right. Okay. One through 176, Dan. Cameron. One through 176. Okay. First one is 163. 163. <laughs> Puzzle Agent 2. Puzzle Agent 2. We have a repeat. Okay. Can't give that one away, can we? Should we redo? No. 52 is game number two. All right. 52 is The Walking Dead Season 1. That's pretty good. A little that bit older, good. but that's a good game. Walking Dead Season 1. Okay. 74. Game um, 74. One second. I just want to type that down. 74 is Magical Battle Festa. I know this one's come up before. That has we, laugh, come up. we laugh at it every time. Magical Battle Festa. Okay. Game number four, 73. 73 is, wow, what are the chances of that? Half Minute Hero, The Coming. <laughs> Half Minute Hero, The Coming. Sorry, Cameron. 56. Um, 56 is Boyd, Early Access. Boyd. Early. I feel like that's a game that I want. I know nothing about it, so I gotta type this in here. Boyd. Free to play. 80%. It's free to play? Yeah. Why is it on the game giveaway list? <laughs> Let's do another one for that one. That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, let's see. 72. So we got 72, 73, and 74. Wow. And random that's... number generator is not too random today. <laughs> Fairy Bloom Freesia soundtrack. Fair... Oh, geez, that one's come up a few times. Oh, wait, it... Is it just a soundtrack? I don't know if this means game with soundtrack or it's just soundtrack. Because 71 is Fairy Bloom Freesia. All right, let's let's reroll that one too. Okay. One twelve. One twelve is Sanctum Two. Sanctum Two. Okay. I've heard of that one at least. Yep. All right. So your choices, Cameron, are Puzzle Agent Two, Walking Dead Season One, Mythical Battle Festa, Magical Bad. Battle, Magical Battle Festa, Half right, Minute Dan. Hero, The Coming, and Sanctum Two. Those are your choices. So, 
get back to us. We'll get back to you on when to have uh, beer and pizza night. I think that's everything. Uh, we're probably going to be doing Final Fantasy 15 PC version next week, uh, but maybe not. Maybe something different. Yeah, there's I mean, a chance we might do something different. Yeah, I mean, Monster Hunter is another option because I think I think Eric's been playing that. Yeah, I have not yet, but he was talking about it a little bit today. So, okay. Any other yeah. thoughts, Will? No, I don't really have anything. A little bit shorter one tonight. Yeah, we're almost an hour and twenty minutes. That's not too bad for two people. Um, Okay, that'll do it for episode 346 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. Will. Crickets. I should have had the crickets. I didn't even think of that either. Uh, Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement. One, two, three, four.